listening to the Fantasy Alarm DFS NBA podcast with host John Pimba and James Grandey. What's going on, everybody? John Pimba here with James Grandey. This is the DFS Alarm NBA DFS podcast here for Tuesday's five-game main slate. I actually kind of like this slate size, James. We talk a lot about the large player pools, the large games, slates with a lot of games on them. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult uh, to get that roster construction, really focus in on the core uh, and fill in around because there's just so many players. But, you know, this five, six to eight game range that we talk a lot about, it's really, uh, really the sweet spot. And this is one of the first slates of the year that we're going to get to take advantage of that. Yeah, and there's not going to be many coming up either because every slate seemingly 10 games. But yeah, enjoy it while we can. It's going to be a fun little five-gamer, lots of star power. Not a lot of Vegas totals right now, John. A lot of in, a lot of potential injury news that's like keeping Vegas on their toes so far. Yeah, we, I mean, we got, do we have two. any of the... Uh, two. 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 What do we got? War, Warriors, Thunder, 224... Warriors are giving nine, and then Houston, Dallas, two twenty and a half. Houston's getting eleven on the road, so only two we have. We have we have Christmas game totals, but we don't have any games. We don't have totals. <laughs> Thanks, DK Sportsbook. We have we have Christmas, but we don't have. Uh, yeah. Hey, Christmas is coming quicker than you think. Halloween is this weekend. So yeah. what's quicker than Christmas, John? Tomorrow. Thanksgiving? No, tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Right. Right, right. right. So we have two of the five totals tomorrow, but we have. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. All the Christmas games. You you alluded to some injury news here. We're waiting, obviously, on Joel Embiid. He's been questionable for the past few games. Uh, has played in those, so we'll, we'll wait, have to wait out uh, and see how that plays out. Likewise, his backup center Andre Drummond, who did not play the other day, also questionable for this game against against the Knicks. He they have uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury there. Let's see, New Orleans, LeBron no LeBron has the ankle. I know it's listed as probable, probable. but. Yeah. He and I know he's yeah, an true. Iron Man, but I just think yeah. it's and then Denver on a back to back. Who knows right. who refs who at this point? But Nerlens Noel is, is questionable. Derek Favors is going to be is out already for rest. For <laughs> they didn't play Monday, <laughs> but he's out Tuesday for rest. So I don't I don't know. But I guess probably Poku moves into the starting lineup. Do you think they started? So they started Roby, okay. one of the games, but he played ten minutes and they just used the variation of they played Muscala a little bit they played sure. so not a fun not a whether or not favors in or out not a fun situation there although that's really the only major injury news that yep. I that I'm seeing there so yep. uh, why don't we go ahead and we'll kick it off at the point guard position again for those listening and maybe tuning in for the first time we generally look at DraftKings FanDuel and this year we've added in Yahoo Fantasy Sports as well a lot of good things going on over there and again to mention that DraftKings or FanDuel both have the multi-position eligibility this year DraftKings always has FanDuel has it now uh, it's probably the last time I'm going to talk about it because we're going to be week into the season so at this point if you don't know you should you'll you'll figure it out on your own but uh, James number one point guard in our hearts here Steph Curry $11,000 over on DraftKings going up against the Oklahoma City Thunder where are we uh, on a small slate like this there's only a few options to pay up for. It's him or it's Luka Doncic against Houston, both in great spots. You have a preference between the two. I don't know because do either opponents keep this keep these games competitive? I guess Houston probably has a better chance. Well, I guess never say never. Right? OKC has been a little better of late. I'm going to go... I think we get our first Luka triple-double here. Luca triple double. That's a bold yeah, call to, to kind of to waffle back and forth and then just fire out triple double. But 
I mean, uh, I, th- I mean, look, they're both gonna go for like they both have the op- always are, are sixty burgers waiting to happen. So, uh, do I think it's out of the realm of possibility that Steph goes for 70, 65? I mean, again, he shot poorly and almost triple doubles again. He's been incredible. So I, I can't fault you for leaning Curry, but Luca gets Kevin Porter, who can't stay out of foul trouble and is turning the ball over crazy. And Jalen Green, who's only focused on scoring the basketball. I just think this is going to be a really good game for Luka. Coming off a a pretty good game, one rebound shy of the triple-double. So I think we get first triple-double out of Luka. I'll go him slightly over Curry, but obviously two of the best three plays of the slate. Maybe you want to just say they're the best two because Jokic is on a back-to-back in Utah. I would say Curry and Donkic are the best two, but I'm going to go Luka number one. Sounds good. Other point guards, if, we, if we're going further down the list, I mean, you have Westbrook at 9K on DraftKings. Back-to-back good performances out of him. Double-doubles in both. One was with rebounds. One was with assists. After a bad start, really starting to come through with the the overall production. And then it's, it's SGA at 81. It's DeJounte Murray going up against Russell Westbrook there at 73. And then Kevin Porter is point guard only on uh, DraftKings now at 68. Yeah, I think Westbrook is fine on DraftKings. I'm not playing him on Fanduel because if he's going to give us nine turnovers, he's he's going <laughs> to bury our he's going to bury our line. So I prefer him on DraftKings. I think SGA is fine if you think that game can stay competitive. I mean, OKC is playing at home, um, and he's coming off clearly his best game of the year against a good Philadelphia team, right? So maybe they will be more competitive. That was at home. That was their first home game. Now they get a second home game. If there was anyone, I, I know you're. Josh Giddy stand number one through 50, but SGA is the guy here. Yeah. So if they're going to keep this competitive, it's going to be because of him. So I think he's very interesting in tournaments. I'd also think DeJounte is very good in tournaments. Josh just scored 40 on the Lakers. And again, another competitive game for the Lakers, giving up a lot of points. Again, they're playing at a really fast pace. I, I really Murray here. You mentioned the nine turnovers by Westbrook, too. It is really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we're getting tremendous production out of him while he's shooting 5 of 14, 7 of 18, 6 of 17. Like, clearly the number one option offensively. He's just not making shots. And he's providing us with stats everywhere else. I think DeJounte is one of the best mid-tier plays on the slate, not just at point guard, one of the best on the entire slate. Yeah, I'll give you that as well. Another guy that's jumping out to me, especially just given the matchup and one that this is an early, early indicator, maybe we'll say, of, of things we're expecting to come here. But that Knicks backcourt is uh, atrocious defensively mm-hmm. uh, with Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier. Now you got Tyrese Maxey here. Potentially no Embiid in this game as well. Again, we're still waiting on that news. He is questionable. Last couple of games, now, hasn't shot great, 4 of 13, 7 of, 12, uh, 7 of 17, but still, fantasy point-wise, 36, 23, and 23 the last three games. So he hasn't been an absolute killer for you, but this is going to be one of those elite spots for him. Yeah, I really have his price on FanDuel. I always, I always make under it a, 6K over there? Yeah, he is. And I always, he's 5,500. And I always make that a point. When someone's cheaper on FanDuel, when you have $10,000 more to spend, I always really take notice of that. It's something that I did with Cole Anthony two slates ago when Cole Anthony was 4,900 on FanDuel compared to 6K on DraftKings. I think this is a similar situation. And conven- coincidentally, Cole Anthony was playing the Knicks that night. So right. 
I do think Maxi is a great play. I think that's a great Maxi is nineteen dollars on. Yeah, yeah. It's a great value. It's a great. That's a great play, and that's Fanduel score. So uh, I'm with you there. I think Maxi on both those two sites are tremendous. Cheapest starting point guard on Fanduel. On I'm, I'm sorry, on Yahoo rather. Cheapest starting point guard on Yahoo. Hard, hard, hard not to. Get. I know the production outside the scoring hasn't been consistent. But the scoring has been there. We know he can score. And and you mentioned it's Kemba, it's Evan Fournier, it's Derek Rose who played 28 minutes the other night. So he has a good matchup literally anytime he steps on the floor. I, I love that call for Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Any other point guards, I guess, jumping out to you at all here? I've, I've noted in our, in our notes, Jalen Brunson had been playing minutes the first two games. Look, he's been a part of this rotation for years now, and he is a high-volume, high-usage guy when he's out there. He does a little bit of everything. He's going to take a lot of shots. I mean, he's he's played 26 and 23 minutes, too. So over 20 fantasy points in both games. If this becomes a blowout, Brunson's on the floor. I think there's a lot to with Jalen Brunson in the value tier on this slate. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that one. It's something to... Yeah, the the idea is that most people probably don't consider him often because he does is a guy that comes off the bench, but the scoring punch is, is definitely going to be there. Shooting guard. I'm still not playing Donovan Mitchell, but this is a small slate, so there isn't a ton of you know, great options. Tim Hardaway against Houston. Derek White, great cash game play against the Lakers at 6,500 mm-hmm. DraftKings. Fournier, if you, if you're if you have any sort of interest there against Philadelphia. On the flip side, Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey, maybe, or do you just do you just go to Jalen Green at 6K? What's your what's your take on this sort of shallow shooting guard pool? You're probably going to Jalen Green. He's 26 bucks on Yahoo. I think that's probably a little too expensive, but it's a bad position as you mentioned. So. I'm cool with going all those guys you mentioned. I think Jordan Poole is interesting as he continues to play a lot of minutes. The most minutes he's actually played the last game, he played 32. And I wanted to get your take on Eric Gordon, who is Eric Gordon. But for the minutes so far, 26, 26, 23. He was really bad against Boston, but the minutes were good. And we know he can score. And then another guy I wanted to get your take on was Lonnie Walker who's played 25 minutes in two of the three games. And in each of those games, he scored 17 actual. Do you either of those guys? Walker is fine. I, th- I think you, I think you can get through with Walker. They just don't have a lot of scoring. Right. So Walker's providing them that punch. He's not going to play apparently more than 25 minutes, but if he gets He's the 25 minutes. He's a guy that gets four in his volume, yeah. Right. I mean, in those 25 minutes, he's scoring. So I... I I figured I'd ask. It's it's not again. It's not like a sexy, appealing play, exciting play, but he's guy who he scored 17 actual in two of the three games. So mm-hmm. no, I I agree with you there. Anybody else? No, we can move on. All right, small forward LeBron James there. Obviously, he he should be good to go up against the Spurs again. They were getting to a point where night one was great, 61 fantasy points, but. Now we've seen 39 and 44. This is what we were sort of hitting mm-hmm. territory last year with LeBron. Where he wasn't worth it in GPPs, but this is a smaller slate. I, I think we should be looking to pay up for a, a Curry or Doncic like we talked about, but those guys are also in imperfect situations. So are you, are you willing to pay for LeBron in a GPP at 9,400 on DraftKings? Probably. Probably. I, I, I do worry a little bit about the I know he's probable, but if this becomes a blowout or if he re-aggravates it at all, 
I also think Anthony Davis has a better matchup than LeBron. I know two of them can succeed. Uh, I worry a little bit. I, I would probably roster him probably in cash over tournaments, right? Or would... Definitely more of a cash game, I think, at this point. Yeah, he's 10-3 on FanDuel, which is really uh, tough. No, thanks. Especially yeah. with the multi-position eligibility. You just, I don't think you need to do it. No, I, I agree with you there. So cash games for LeBron if he's in it. Again, small forward. You don't want really Denver in Utah. So and Michael Porter's kind of taken out. I, I mean, is is maybe the best small forward on fan on DraftKings rather Josh Giddy at 58? Yes. Yep. Sure is. <laughs> you know, right? yep. for value at the very least. I mean, there's him. You know, I think you could go RJ Barrett. The minutes at least have been solid for him there. Again, he took a lot yep. of shots. Yeah, he's taking he a lot a of, shots. of shots. He's just missing all of his threes. Yeah. Last year, he took a big step forward shooting threes. Yep. And this year, uh, 1 for 7, 0 for 5, 3 for 7. So if he can ever get that three ball working, then the, uh, the scoring upside is going to be greater than what we've seen so far. Yeah, that's the only thing. It's a, it's a good matchup. Again, there's no Simmons there. And if Simmons was there, he could be taken out of this game completely. So I think it's fine. It's not They're just running their offense through Julius Randle and Evan Fournier. That's, a, that's just the scary part. Like Barrett is... I don't know if he's just standing on the perimeter, but he's doing a lot of it. I don't want to have to play Jay Sean Tate, but... I mean, they've been starting him. He's been playing a bunch of minutes. He's been really good the last two games. He's a low-usage player. Do we trust it? Do we trust it? Do you trust... Well, this is is sort of the the conundrum, I guess, we find ourselves in on these slates, right? He's a guy that we're not in it for the scoring. Right? right? We're in it for everything else that he gives you. And then if he gives you the scoring, the ceiling is there, right? Eight rebounds, four assists, two steals. The game before that, 14 rebounds, five assists, and a steal. He also just gave you 16 and 12 points because he was efficient. So you need to make sure that he's giving you the eight and four and two and the 14, right. five and one to, to offset the night where he goes one for four. He did on opening night. So I, yeah, on a smaller slate, it's fine. It, he's it's gonna be interesting to me because this is a, a matchup of of Dorian Finney-Smith and Jason or the same player, right? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like they they both play a bunch of minutes. They both barely give you any offense, but they'll give you enough of everything else to make them viable. So uh, maybe if you, had, if you had to pick one, that's so tough. Maybe DFS. I might take DFS because he's cheaper. <laughs> Just because he's yeah, I don't know. It's a bad position. It's a bad position. I would say Otto Porter would be firmly in play, but Iguodala's back. Right. What about Obi so, Toppin? I mean, Gibson came back, and he didn't play at all. Yeah, that's my worry. I guess I'm answering my own question yeah, there. Yeah, but... that's that's the worry. It's just they turned to Obi Toppin because they were hurt in the front court, and then it's Thibodeau. He loves Taj Gibson for one reason or another. He just loves Taj Gibson, so... The answer, unfortunately, is always Taj Gibson. Not to play him, but Thibodeau will always pick him. I don't I don't really get anyone down here. Danny Green, I think, is fine. Uh, yeah. As a tournament dart, I mean, I 11 and 8 last game. He hasn't done much else, but 11 and 8. McDermott went crazy the other night. He hit seven threes, had 25 actual. I just, under, I mentioned Eric Gordon at shooting guard. Probably under Eric Gordon, I consider much to be viable yeah i'm with you there and again this is probably one of the nights where the the platforms are oh multi-position eligibility is probably (laughs) a good idea (laughs) this would be a nightmare let's go to power forward here julius randall's at the top going up against philadelphia 
Where are you? Uh, where are you looking at? Don't sound too happy about Julius Randle. Gosh, holy guys had two sixty burgers and you're just poo-pooing them, John. Well, I mean, yeah, he's not exciting. If if Embiid plays, is he gonna have the same success in that matchup that he would against Orlando? And and I mean, Boston still they're not they're not great against bigs. And that was a double overtime game, so I'll even take I'll even take that back a little bit. But I mean, Orlando sixty eight and forty eight against them. Yeah, I guess. Like, it's not like their front court is bad defensively. Mo Bamba's huge. He's a freaking monster. Well, there's uh, a difference. That we we know very much that there's a difference between shot blocking, shot blocking and defenders. I know good defenders. Um, I mean, look, I think Anthony Davis has looked really good to start the year. I don't get 15 shot attempts, but I love the blocks. Two assists per game is solid from your from Davis, who's already going to, what, get you 25, get you a double-double every night. So I Davis quite a bit against an undersized Spurs front court. Yeah, for 100%. I mean, listen, if anything, Davis has actually been very surprising this year to me because last year there were times where he wasn't, you know, right. as assertive, right? We were wondering what the heck was going on. Then they add in Westbrook. Oh, man, who's going to be the one that gets taken away from it? And Davis has held strong. And he's cheaper on this slate than he was the night before. He opened the year at, at least on DraftKings at 88 and 89, he gave you 50 burgers. So listen, we're going to be going up against San Antonio's front court. I mean, there mm-hmm. it's Keldon Johnson, it's Doug McDermott and, and Yaka Pirtle there. AD is, it should do whatever he wants here. Is he, he's probably up there with Curry and Doncic, right? He's probably up there in terms of priorities on the so slate. So on, on FanDuel, he's the third highest priced player on the slate. So, so yeah, so that makes sense, I guess, because... Hmm, Jokic is more expensive, huh? Jokic is the most expensive. Yeah. I, I still wouldn't I, prioritize him. He's a great Utah. bargain on DraftKings, Anthony Davis. Like, yeah, he is a great bargain. You can you can fit so if you did let's just say he's Curry because he's more expensive. If you did if you started Curry Davis, you have forty nine hundred. You can make that work easily. Yep. Yep. You can definitely easily. make that work. Uh and, you know, obviously it being a smaller slate, you you're looking for some value, but forty nine hundred is enough to Find a guy, put him in there, and, and build up around him. So I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that. If there's no Embiid, Tobias Harris is, yep. is a strong play. What I guess, what's your, what's your take? Just run it down. What's your take on these, you know, Porzingis, Draymond? You mentioned Carmelo Anthony before we started recording. He's somebody coming off the bench and being productive. We've gotten some good games out of Keldon Johnson. There's a lot of uh, this mid-tier here seems pretty strong. Yeah, I think Zinger is definitely in play in tournaments. I think he was really good last game, despite shooting poorly. We saw a little bit of everything. We saw why he's regarded as such a good fantasy asset. Ten rebounds, four blocks. So I think Zinger in a good matchup against Houston. Draymond's whatever. Love the 12 shots. I'm not going to lie. Love seeing the 12 shots. And these, everything's been decent. Only two steals, no blocks through three games. That's a little discouraging considering that's one of the reasons we play Draymond in the defensive metrics. I think there's some positive positive regression on the way there. So I think in tournaments that's fine. If you think OKC can keep that game close, Curry Draymond Giddy stack or a Curry Draymond SGA Giddy stack. I can get behind that. If you think Draymond has a vintage Draymond game I'm mellow, you mentioned Look, Dude, he's he's brought there to come off the bench and he shot. was exactly because you look at the rest of that lineup and it's a bunch of three and D guys. Most of them are hurt. They have all this weird fitting guards. Westbrook and Rondo definitely doesn't mesh well 
So Melo is that one guy that they brought over that you could see had a definitive role. He said, and it's to literally score. So we're going to get nights we did on opening night where he scored nine. But I think we're going to get more of the of the last two, right? 16 and then 28 actual. Yeah, um, I, I, right. I mean, I don't know about 28, but I say we, we'll see right. a lot more of the five of 11s mm-hmm. you know, out mm-hmm. of him in the 25 minutes. So Yeah, sitting in 14, 16 points tonight yep. or some of that. But then you'll you'll he'll, well, there will be a night where you're looking around. You're like, ah, I only got five k left. You're like, all right. I'll throw Melo's. He'll take ten shots, and then he pops off for the forty eight, right. and you win yourself a GPP. Right? right. That that night is gonna happen this year because somebody had just enough money to throw Carmelo Anthony in their small forward forward spot or, or whatever, and, and they're gonna hit bingo. So ho- hopefully that is all of us at some point. But for sure, uh, one of the playbooks, one of the first you know two playbooks that I did this year, I had Melo in them, uh, and I wrote up that exact reason. I'm like, Look at their team. He's off the bench to shoot the basketball. That's all he's there. Right. For right. No, it's for, I mean, it's. And he it's, proved last year when he was in the starting lineup for Portland, he can see he's still got it. <laughs> he does still got it. No, he still has it. And it's never, I don't think it's ever, he got it. It just is what it is. And and we were talking about this earlier, well, briefly. Luca Davis, Carmelo. How many lineups that start Luca Davis or Curry, Luca, or a combination of those three players are going to have Melo? It's going to, he's going to be popular. So I think if you wanted to pivot off him to Keldon Johnson at 52, I think that's a very viable option because yeah. Keldon Johnson. I, I don't know if he's breakout year for him. He's getting well, all the opportunities. Yeah. So. Did you see the the quote that Pop said? He said we're gonna put Keldon Johnson in in spots to succeed, and we know that there's gonna be some mishaps along the way. So like, they're letting him go. This is the season that okay, Keldon, we're gonna let you do whatever, and we understand. We're going to put you in the spots to succeed. It's your job to go out there and guess what? Like, score. We <laughs> score. And we know if you miss, that's okay because we're going to keep you on the floor. So I think it's going to be, it's really encouraging to hear that to, for Pop to say that. So I think a nice pivot off of Melo because I do think Melo is going to be popular after that last game would be Kelvin Johnson. A spot we've loved to attack this so far this year has been Golden State Warriors in their front court. Mm-hmm. Uh, no favors. Darius Basley, 5K. Yeah, I'm a fan. You're a fan. I know you're a fan too. I was a Top Shot fan. Yeah, yeah we true, true. Two of the three games he's been solid. 5K, he's hit 5X twice. So, yeah, I mean, I can get behind Darius Baisley. He's gonna probably play some small ball centers since Golden State is just not running centers at all. They're playing Kevon Looney what 14 minutes a game. Right. So, yeah, I think this could be a game where we see some extended run for Baisley. So I'm with you there. And then after that, it's just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't have to get too much into it. There's not much. Again, five-game slate, so uh, player pool shrinks fairly quickly. So at center, kind of an interesting matchup here. I mean, listen, we know what Nikola Jokic can do. He's been fantastic to this point in the season, come out of a 70-point game against San Antonio a couple nights ago. They're currently Cleveland at the moment, and Cleveland's winning that game. Do you uh, see what Jokic, Jokic I, has I do. three quarters? I do. Jokic has 22-18-3-2 because Jared Allen defense. Allen on the flip side, though, 15-13 and 13 in that game, keeping them alive, and so is old man Kevin Love. Anyways, we're not talking about the Cavs-Denver game. We're just talking about what uh, Nikola Jokic is doing there, 22-18. and 18. So it is a back-to-back. It's a back-to-back on the road, and it's a back-to-back on the road in Utah, which is generally <laughs> oh, the worst of all situations. Add in the fact, James, that Rudy Gobert is just angry over COVID or something. So angry. I mean, so angry. 17 and 20 the last game. He went 16 and 21 on opening night. So, I mean, man woke up and chose violence to start of the year. That's his matchup against Jokic. It's probably going to be a tough one. 
probably one that I don't want to play. Maybe on a slate like this, though, Jokic is that contrarian GBP winner. I mean, at this point, you I don't think there's a wrong slate to play Jokic because he did it against Phoenix. He's done it against the Spurs. Now he's doing it against Cleveland. He just is getting better. It's still it's so crazy that he's still getting better. So, yeah, I think you can do it. It's definitely contrarian. Also, on the flip side, pretty impressive for Rigo Bear, especially at the foul line, John. Nine of ten last game. Getting to the foul line, four of six, shooting over 80% from the line. Kudos to Gobert. And also, kudos to Justin Frenchman's favorite player ever created, Christian Wood. Dallas matchup, all right? Like- First Dallas, right. And I think, if, I be- if I'm correct here, hasn't Dallas still been running out Dwight Powell as their starting center? Is that still happening? Dude, I think so. I, I- like for whatever reason, I'm looking right now. I just I just want to be sure. Yeah, Dwight Powell, 25 minutes last time out. So right. in the starting center role. It's not good. Not not great, Bob. Not great. And and Maxi Kleba, 20 minutes. So he's gonna get matched up against Powell Kleba. This Porzingis isn't great because they are playing Christian Wood at power forward at times when my boy Al Perrin Sengen comes in. But I think it's a it's a good matchup either way. I'm with you there. Uh, we talked about Gobert on the flip side. I think he's fine. Draymond's still probably good in this matchup against OKC. We talked about his power forward. I don't know about, I mean, Pertle's a great price, and the minutes have been there, but what do you think about the matchup? I mean, he's just really good from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I, 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 I guess my lone worry is they are playing a lot of AD at center. At center. Like, yeah, it's felt trouble. I was thinking the same thing. Literally the same thing. But 56 I mean, is pretty solid for the dude that's playing consistent minutes as uh, how often do we say a, a guy is playing consistent minutes versus the Spurs over the last handful of years please take it back because he's gonna play 15 minutes tomorrow. I'll knock on wood I mean he played 26 and then 35 on the back-to-back so I think I think what to your point about how you brought up Davis at center I think what I'm okay with is the fact that in that game against Milwaukee Giannis started at center that was the that was the first game Brook Lopez sat and Giannis started at center. So I think that I'm encouraged by that. So didn't get in foul trouble against Jokic, didn't get in foul trouble against Giannis. Knock on wood that he doesn't get in foul tr- trouble against uh, Anthony Davis. Which version of Mitrov shows up here? Eleven. I mean, he, he fouled out of the last game. He had five fouls the game before that. So it's gonna be tough if if Embiid plays. Also, we didn't even mention Embiid for the record. Yeah. Obviously, if Embiid is good to go, he's always in the conversation. Um, same with, same think, with Drummond, even. I mean, if Drummond is... Sure. So I did this the other day. Both Embiid and Drummond played, and I played Drummond, and again, he gave me 10 rebounds and 27 fantasy points. So so good with the steals and blocks. He's so good in that in that department. It's crazy. And rebounding. I mean... And rebounding. <laughs> well, right. I, I mean, I thought... I think I was excluding the rebounding because he we just, like, come to expect sure. that. But the blocks and steals, I don't know if people like realize how good he is in that. He's always been that. So I'm with you. I, I would rather play. I honestly, I'd rather play Drummond than Mitrov because I think this could be a really ugly game for Mitrov if if Embiid plays instantly. Two fouls in like what under five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. we just know how we know maybe how maybe two fouls on the same play. You know, uh, maybe on the same, literally on the same play. He that's something that Mitchell Robinson could possibly do. Right. You mentioned Alperin Sengun Rail, obviously strong. <laughs> he's just strong been, purple numbers. Yeah, I've been saying he's not taking a lot of shots. And he turned the ball over a little too much. 
But this was my boy in the offseason. He's just nuts when he gets on yeah. the floor. He's more expensive than Daniel Tice, so we're not going to play. I guess the last guy that I'll I'll mention, and maybe there's someone for you. We talked about Drummond. I mean, Whiteside is is still, you know, he's he's on, he's Drummond, right? 19 minutes, 16 minutes. I'm not cracking 20. Drummond hasn't been, but he's actually getting playing time. And then that playing time, he's a fancy point per minute freak. Eight points, nine rebounds, assists, and a block the last game. Six points, 10 rebounds, two blocks, and a steal the game before that. On a slate disc at 4,500, maybe even on DraftKings where you have the util spot, do you punt down with Whiteside here against Denver? Yeah, you could, especially if we're paying up for two stars, right? We need to find value somewhere. Right. So if you do go with the two-star approach, I think I think things could be worse for you if, than than playing him. So yeah, I could get behind. I can get behind some Whiteside. For me, I'd probably just play i'd probably play sengen over him sure but it would be close like i think they're both viable and i think i mean the the only problem is i wish he got blowout run he just seems to be in this 18 to 19 minute limbo right he's just the first two games blow 18 19 minutes third game against boston where they make a little late run 18 19 minutes (laughs) why why just play the guy 25 minutes he's a He's a freak of nature everywhere on the floor. So I'd probably go Seng in there in that value tier, but I do think there is some merit on a little five-game slate to playing him. Also, I'll just throw one guy out there because Dwight Powell's twenty or $3,300, and he's played 20 and 25 minutes. Not like great run, but still yeah. a starting no, center I, for 25 it's minutes. Yeah, it's Houston. Right. He's in play. Right. So. Uh, and Powell, there, I mean, there were a point in time where Powell was a really good fancy point per minute mm-hmm. player. Right. It's just, there's a he lot. Got, of... He got Rick Carlisle. He got Rick Carlisle <laughs> for many years. He did. That's true. That's it for me, though. I mean, any other any other thoughts here on this one? Again, it's a five gamer. We do have a full day of, of content for everybody coming out for you. Uh, Ray Kuhn uh, on the playbook, which means you can expect the playbook to be out before the sun rises. <laughs> before, uh, the, before the podcast. For the podcast, for sure, because Ray does his, his thing early, which we appreciate. We do appreciate it. You know, sure. we're busy people. We read the playbook, get our uh, get our lineups in early, use the lineup generator with the playbook-only feature. I can't stress that enough. Talk about it in the Discord today. I don't, I don't just generate the lineups and plug and play them, but the computer is smarter than I am when it comes to calculating salary. So uh, I put the players in the playbook. I go to the lineup generator. I click the, the playbook only section there. So it puts only the playbook only players in there. I generate 20 to 25 lineups. I see how the how the optimizer puts those players together in a lineup. And then I will manually tinker from there because there are times where I'm not this. This isn't beautiful mind. I don't I don't see things <laughs> as easily as, as the computer does. And you're like, oh, no way. This guy this guy actually fit together. Who would have thought that the computer right. did so? If you haven't checked out the, the, the lineup generator or the optimizer because you don't, you want to really feel you're building your own lineups, you can still build your own lineups using the lineup generator. It's just a right. tool, just everything else is. So I, I strongly recommend checking it out, seeing what some of the lineup compositions look, and then tweaking from there and seeing and kind of mix and match what you do. It's how I go ahead and build it. And you know, I put it in the, in the Discord the other day. I, I generated 20 lineups, 15 of the 20 cash. I put it in the $1.20 max. So using the playbook only feature. So if you trust us, if you have the lineup generator, if you or you have the playbook and you, you know, maybe you want to throw in some multi lineups or, or even if you want to play one, just see what comes out. You never know. You might not have realized certain players fit in, especially with all these multi-position eligibility these days. 
guys will fit in at weird spots. You never know. Paul George could be a point guard. You have no idea. So, uh, but, uh, so that's my soapbox rant on the lineup generator because we did have a question on it earlier today. So be sure to check that out. Of course, you can always reach James and I on Twitter, me at jampemba777, grande at the underscore real underscore grande. For now, guys, we will catch you guys on Wednesday.